What's up, kings? What's up, queens? Welcome back to The Black Cornerstone. We are so excited to have you tune in today for episode number four. Today's topic is previously mentioned in episode three. It's going to be the debate of educated versus uneducated black folks. And we have a few special guests who will be introduced later on in the episode. But with that being said... Remember, you are listening to The The Black Black Cornerstone. Cornerstone. up y'all we are back here at the black cornerstone with today's stop on black wall street and today's highlight is mama or cosmetics and we know you know me and john usually tell y'all about the business but today we have the ceo the boss woman here herself miss iana gilliard and here she is to tell you guys about her business hello everyone so my business mama or cosmetics is a all organic and all natural skincare brand um, with a, all ingredients is straight from the earth, um, aloe vera based and herbals, um, herbs, herbal based as well. Um, I do have a website, it's the same name as the name of cosmetics.com. Um, if you are on Auntie's campus, I do do um, campus pickups and deliveries. And the reason uh, so I started the business was because, um, what I just told y'all was I was purchasing products from the drugstore. You know, just in the name, it's drugstore, it's drugs. So when you stop using it, your face is going to freak out, it's going to break out. It's never going to be healed. I never thought about that. Exactly. Just just how you take, um, like, pharmaceutical. Right. You just, it, it keeps you in that loop to keep on coming back and right. back and back. And that's why they have so much money. That's how they're striving. So um, I was to a point, I'm like, I just want to use shea butter on my face. I don't want to use Cetaphil. Right. I, no shea. Um, <laughs> I just want to, you know use stuff straight from the earth i don't want to have to like my answer is you don't have to use said fill they use shea butter coconut oil like i don't have to use that so i just made up my own the first product made was the lip balm because i was always buying lip balm and get drying my lips out i was like i'm gonna make my own lip balm that's gonna work for me that's not gonna dry my lips out it's gonna actually work and I was like, let me just sell it and so that was the first product and then i went in with the serums and the oils um, serums can be used just how you use a moisturizer and how you use a spot treatment. I have the um, tea tree, tea tree serum, lavender and tea tree serum, anti-inflammatory, and then I have a lemon drop morning moisturizer that has almond oil in it. And yeah, guys, I have healed over 107 faces. So if you want to be one of those I want to be next. You know, just follow. Place of orders got one actually. So right. follow her, y'all. Do that, do that. Support yeah. black owned businesses, please, and thank you. Have a blessed day. All right. I asked a variety of people to say the first word that came to mind when presented with the noun crisis. I heard many different responses. A problem a catastrophe, an unbearable disaster. And yet, never did I hear the biggest crisis of all, education. E-D-U-C-A-T-I-O-N. Allow me to dissect that word for a second. 
The abbreviation for education is made of the first three letters, E-D-U. You find it on website domains, somewhere in your textbooks. However, the first three letters are the least important. When you drop that E-D-U, you're left with the word, a word extremely crucial to the English language, caution. For people who don't understand this word, caution, it means to be attentive, alert, to take enough care to best avoid error, danger, or making mistakes. Funny, right? Students are constantly punished in schools for making mistakes, errors, not being attentive enough, constantly being told to be quiet and to settle down or turn to page 155 and stop looking around. Let me change this path a little. Allow me to alter your focus for a second. We're speaking of a crisis, one larger than education as a whole. A part of education has been belittled, spat on, or strapped on a leash and taken for a stroll. Black education. Every year our classrooms get larger, with larger quantities comes more diversity. And yet, our units get smaller, and the best education are given to those with the largest dollar. The truth is, we no longer care about the information we are being taught, because it only presents the people in white wars that were being fought. It is hard for students to identify, accept, and appreciate the information in front of them if it, is not, if it never directly relates to them. I'm sure everyone in this room is aware of MLK's I Had a Dream speech, or Rosa Parks' famous word, nah. But what about the PlayStation we are Xbox to use last night? Thank Jerry Lawson for that, and yes, he is black. From such a young age, we learned about the theories and discoveries that Benjamin Franklin gave, but not once are we told about Louis Latimer, the man who invented the carbon filament, using all light bulbs above our heads today. We're held up to this standard of excellence. They expect us to be cautious, meticulous, and strive for nothing but perfection, something said to be achieved by our proper education. However, please explain how is that education rumored to be so proper when I try my best, they say, God, please stop it. Black education must be taught, or it'll enlarge as a crisis very soon to be fought. While I calm down and allow that to sink in, no one understand black education must never end. They say we're too violent, that all we do is fight, and yet all we do is look for our ancestors in our textbook every night. Every head shouldn't turn towards me on the topic of slavery. If it weren't so taboo, they wouldn't have to be. As I tie up my tongue and sit back in my seat, I continue to pray that history doesn't repeat. Hey, hello everyone. We are back. And that was the poetic stylings of Jasmine Roper. This is an original piece entitled Black Education. And I hope you enjoy it. And now we'll be getting into our discussion topic today, which we previously mentioned last week, is educated versus uneducated Black people. And we have three special guests here today, and we will allow them to introduce themselves. All right, so... My boy, you can go ahead and go first. So this first guest that we have, we actually um, briefly introduced in the last episode. So we're going to allow him to briefly, you know, explain himself and what his um, involvement is here at A&T. Alrighty. Hi, everyone. My name is I Am Queens. Um, everybody always calls me and goes by Queens. That is my organizer, activist, and movement strategist um, name that was given to me by my community. Um, I'm here at ANT to basically pursue my education in social justice and in the civil rights movement. I know that I have the experience from being on the front lines and from protesting and from organizing rallies and press conferences and performing civil disobedience and dying, serving for our people, getting arrested for our people. But now it's time for me to get the degree so that when folks see a black educated man, they definitely know that they got something to look out for. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yes, amen. 
Um, I'm really incredibly grateful and thankful for Purpose and Ja for doing this podcast because it's extremely informative. Um, just to go deep into the topic, educated versus uneducated Black folks. Oh, one second. Let's oh. let them say oh, they sorry. are real quick. Sorry. <laughs> good. Right yeah. Um, hello, everyone. Um, I'm Iyana Gilia. I'm a sophomore here at Kansas University. Um, I'm a visual arts and design student, so I'm an artist. I'm a visual artist. I'm a poet okay. organizer. Um, and I have a skincare brand, Mama Oral Cosmetics. So. Yeah. Can you say that louder for us, please? Right. <laughs> I got everything. The the, the skincare, oh, so I can. Oh, I said. Skin I'm skin. definitely about to give it a follow. Uh, so, yeah, so I have a organic, all organic, all natural skincare brand called Mama Aura. Okay. I'm wearing it right now. Mama Aura. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I definitely found it. Mama Aura yeah, Cosmetics. So it's that. That's the name. Instagram Mama Aura Cosmetics. All right, and so our last guest that we're going to have today, um, oh, we have two more, actually. I'm sorry. The next one um, is just so amazing, you know, how how far networking can go on the HBCU campus. So, like, this is crazy, but this next guest, we literally met right before I first recorded this episode. So, like, you know, networking is a very powerful, powerful tool. But with that being said, I'll go ahead and let this queen introduce herself. And we can uh, introduce our last guest and then get into the discussion. Hey, y'all. My name is Samaya Hocutt. I am a junior kinesiology major here at a I'm actually a transfer student from East Carolina. Yeah, you better come over here with the black folks. Yes. 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 So I actually came here to with my people. So like you mentioned earlier about the networking, this is all new to me. But so far, I've had nothing but positive experiences here. So I'm just really happy to be here. Okay, so our last guest, our last guest, the, the future one and only 17th annual Mr. And I'm gonna stop there, but go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, greetings, my name is Curtis Shannon Jr., a junior honors liberal studies student with the concentration of pre law and minor philosophy, hailing from Lima, Ohio. And I currently have the honor of serving as your Mr. Junior for the 2021-2022 academic school year. Yes, get into it. I am also the Vice President of Phi Alpha Delta Law Fraternity and the Social Action Chair of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. And your North Carolina NAACP, you can vote, get out the vote chair. All right, y'all, but we are college students, so a couple of our guests have to go to class. So we're gonna let Queens get into it real quick. And yeah. Alrighty, everyone. Um, again, it's such a pleasure to be here. Um, our topic is educated versus uneducated black folks. And I feel like this is such an important topic because the other day I had class with my professor, Mr. Benjamin Harris. And in class, it was in the GCB. He brought up this topic in a way where do black folks need to get education in order for them to be wealthy and rich? And do uneducated black folks need an education or do they need networking? I honestly raised my hand and I said both. I said, in order for us to get the reparations and resources um, and the liberation that we need, I believe that we do need both. So we do need education, but we also do need networking. It can't just be one or the other. But at the same time, I'm never going to condemn and denounce my own people for not having a degree or an education, because at the end of the day, everybody's trials and tribulations is so different. Everybody's timing is different. To get into this discussion really quick, um, 
my professor asked a question about how do we feel about gangs in our community. So we know that there's Bloods, there's Crips. I don't usually call them gangs. I call them street organizations because I feel like it's important for us to look at them in a positive light because although like there is beef in our communities, a lot of white media and white supremacists love to put it on Black people going against Black people, Black people killing Black people. But we know that literally we know we know the solutions of what is actually happening in our right. community. And um, just to go deep into it, my professor asked a question. He said, how is it that Black folks go into gangs or go into street violence and, you know, become so rich and compare it to somebody who is in school and they are coming from a poverty or low income background. So they decide to join these organizations. They decide to join these clubs. They just they decide to join all these things at the HBCU campus because they feel that they weren't welcomed in their community. So they're trying to find themselves. So my professor was asking us a question, which I'm going to ask everybody in this room. Um, how do you embrace your black beauty? How do you embrace your black education and your black essentialness when you come to these HBCUs? Do you look for validation? Is that why you go into these organizations and student clubs and fraternities and sororities? Or do you just go into HBCUs to be around Black people to make sure that you can invest in each other and lean on the students and um, so on and so forth? All right, and be so to start this uh, discussion on that question, um, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot, Samaya, but I want to have you start that conversation since you did transfer from a PWI. And I kind of want to hear your reasoning of why you came to A&T, uh, HBCU, um, in, in, in relations to the question that Queens just asked. There's a lot to unpack in the question. Um, So I know that I'm smart. I know y'all don't know me, but I'm, I'm real strict about grades and just, you know, being on top of my game because I pride myself on that. I know I got it. So when I was at ECU, I kind of felt like I was belittled. Like I'm taking the same classes as the majority, but it's just constantly, it was a competition. It's like, even if I got a paper and I know I got a B and I know I clearly didn't deserve a B, it's like I would have to take time to go to the professor and, you know, really advocate for myself and just be like, why? And so just constantly having a battle with professors and then my peers, it was just a lot. And I just don't feel like the networking was there because there was always going to be that, that bond that other students had with professors because they shared the same skin color. Mm -hmm. So it's like even with internships or just even getting the last spot in the class, it's like, they don't really see me as a priority. So I came to ANT specifically because I heard a lot about it, but I also <laughs> didn't hear, of course, about the stuff like, oh, what's a fashion show? And I kind of heard that ANT was like low-key competitive. And it's like, just, I feel like black people should always come together to lean on each other and support one another rather than seeing everybody as a competition. And I don't want to get too deep in it, but it's the same as like just, surrounding yourself with black females i feel like it's always a competition it's like you can have a very nice hairstyle and a girl will literally just stare at you in your face instead of saying oh my god i like your hair and it's yeah. just like this isn't what i came here for so i have been surrounded by a lot of 
positive people, mm-hmm. but you know, there's always gonna be that percentage of people who just can't get on boat on the boat. But other than that, I definitely think I made the right decision. There are the ups and downs, but nothing is gonna be hundred percent perfect. And geek, right? And geek, right? I like that. I, like I think she'll have to say something right before he leaves. Mr. Curtis. All right, Curtis. Ooh, um, I just want to dang black cultivation, uh, renowned leaders, the overall just culture, experience, family life, the love, the feeling, the food, um, creating family, <laughs> <laughs> the, the friends, like just pretty much, it feels like I'm at home all the time, no matter if I'm by myself or if I want to go out and enjoy an endeavor of uh, what my campus has to offer. And I feel like uh, that is one of the best feelings ever because just to know that you are around a lot of black just greatness and everybody everybody's here working toward the same goal. And like when you think about uh, think about students who attend HBCUs, a, a lot of students who are attending HBCUs are to go into a field to make it better for people that look like them uh, and regardless of what they do. And so like I feel like just being around everybody in that subject um, in that instant is like one of the best things because you know that everybody's trying to work toward that same greater goal no matter what field that they're going into because at the end of the day it's all going to come uh, to one thing and that's liberating the black people and that's what I got to say. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a good evening. Well, thank y'all for coming. Y'all stay safe, right? We'll come up to see y'all back again on the podcast. Yeah, we 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 actually send it to the chat. Yeah, we got it. We we can we can patch all that in. I'm coming here back after class. Okay. All right, y'all. So we're gonna further get into the um conversation, and I want to like pinpoint off something Queen said said about like um people saying black on black crime. I want to like. I don't know, denounce that that term. Like there's no such thing. It's black on black crime. That would that's insinuating that we're committing crime against each other because we're black. Yeah. And it's community crime. Every mm-hmm. every community, every social group, everywhere you go, there's gonna be problems. But the difference between community crime and that other stuff <laughs> is that we ain't killing folks because they black. I ain't yeah. I'm not like saying go that, like supporting that, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying that's the reasoning behind it. So I wanna get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even even you know picking up on that, you know, when you think about you know crime within a certain community, mm-hmm. you know, when you go somewhere where there is, it's, it's a black community, like Fact. black people stay there. Every community is going to have crime, but you know if if that area if that area only has black people, then of course quote unquote it's gonna be black on black crime, but that's the only people that's there. Like you can't have black on white crime if there's no white people there. You can't have black on Asian crime if there's no Asian people there. Like in that community, there's only black people. So we're only going to be able to, you know, participate in crime right. with people that look like They're us. They're trying to make it a race right thing exactly. when it's not a race right. thing. It's not a race thing. The other thing is a race thing, but this is not <laughs> that. Right. Like, that. like and that's that's definitely something that and uh, um I want to say something else. I was doing some research for one of the pieces I was writing um for school, and I think it was something like about talking about the projects in the hood and stuff, and basically how if you like look up like the history behind that, like they literally place those people in the projects group together because it's kind of like the blind leading the blind. They knew that they couldn't help each other. You put a bunch of poor, uneducated people in one circle. 
who's gonna who's there to lead or help them and like then you you set up all this systemic these things systemically to hold them back i was saying like me and my teacher were having this conversation about how they put a dollar store a corner store a liquor store in every hood you go to these white neighborhoods they got Publix, they got they got whole whole foods they got every target everything they need we got dollar tree they got where we live where me and um john are from we probably got what they just built a new dollar general we probably got like six dollar generals two three family dollars like liquor store on every corner like it's just nothing there and it's all systemic it's all planned thought if you think anything is a coincidence you crazy like Mm -hmm. everything is planned sought out and put in place for these Yes. yes, and that's that's also something that we need to discuss in the next episode. So I'm glad you said that's that's going to be our next topic. Right. Our next topic, you know, we we actually um we just had a, a demonstration here on campus, and something that um was brought up was you know the system, and a lot of times we have people who say, you know, the system is broken; it needs to be fixed. But the system is not broken. The system is designed to do exactly what it's supposed right. to do and it's 100 percent efficient in doing what it was designed to right. do it was designed to break down black people it was designed to not allow black people to do anything in life when it comes to success so when you hear people say we need to you know fix the system because it's broken no we don't need to fix the system we, we need to get system. rid of the system right. when they be say defund the police like new system like i don't even want to get into that that's a whole <laughs> other topic about the police we ain't gonna go into that but just, we need to get back on you know we kind of yeah, digress so, a little bit yeah. educated versus uneducated black people um i think you could further explain kind of what queens was saying about they were discussing in the class because you know i'm just gonna be honest i didn't fully understand completely so i want you to like uh, okay yeah more. yeah yeah so so, so really, you know, the idea that uh, the professor was bringing up was, you know, we have plenty of people who was like dirt poor, you know, people of color who was dirt poor, maybe didn't even go to college. And now they're like, you know, some of the biggest um, African-American icons in the world. Like, um, for example, like Oprah Winfrey, she was, she was very poor and I don't even think she went to a four-year school. I think she went to like a just she went and got an associate's degree, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. We can uh, we can look that up and you know um, clarify that. But if I'm not mistaken, she went to a a two-year university, community college, barely had any education, and she's one of the richest African American women in the world right now. So you know, just things like that. Like you do not have to be educated to really do something with your life like she has her own network station and she was not educated she started off dirt poor and now look at where she's at so so that's kind of in in you know an analogy of what the professor was trying to say just because we go to school to get educated we go to school to get a degree that doesn't even mean that we're going to be rich when we get older she attended tennessee state university okay she did okay okay my fault my fault my fault so so she did but there the the clarify the right. point I was trying to make. There are people who went who did not go to school and they are like they rich. Like they rich, they're successful, they have generational wealth. Like actually so basically, I'm, I'm like, gonna look up some of those this people. Education determines success, like exactly. Okay, so in one of my history classes, we were discussing, um, y'all know W.E. Du Bois is, you probably heard of him, you might not know like yeah. a whole bunch, mm-hmm. but you know. Yeah. So him and the Talented 10th, we're talking about this in class, and basically the Talented 10th was W.E. Du Bois, he was emphasizing the, necess- 
the necessity for higher education to develop the leadership capacity among the most able 10% of black Americans. So he was saying the educated, the top 10%, us who have gone to school, got our education, all that, we are the ones who should lead and the rest of y'all should follow. Mm -hmm. And he was upset that people were challenging his idea that everybody should be included, not just those who went to school, because if, first of all, what is a leader without his followers? But sometimes teacher becomes student, like, Sometimes we don't, the teachers don't have all the knowledge, just like with your parents. Parents think they know everything. Sometimes your children know more than you. Like, or even we were discussing this with Queens, how the older generation of like civil rights activists don't want to pass the torch, pass the baton, exactly. because they think they they know everything, but your knowing is kind of outdated. We're the ones living in the present time. Right, right. So I feel like that's kind of what it was, what he's trying to say also. Mm -hmm. Y'all like anything to add, maybe? I do. I just really want to make sure it um, comes out right. Yeah. Okay, so this I mean, is what we were saying. Like, usually before our podcast, we like watch videos, we have a discussion to make sure we get on here knowing what we're talking about because, you know, this cancel culture. But, like, on here, my goal is to cancel that cancel culture because if we say we want to have open conversations with people, then we have to start right here on this podcast. So if we don't know if we say something incorrect, we have to be willing to be corrected. So if I say something incorrect on this episode, people drag me or something like that's okay. I'm coming to the next episode and like, okay, well, I went and did my research and I know this, this, this now. This is just what I thought before, nice. like prior to thinking. Everybody has to get knowledge from somewhere. So, you know. Say what y'all got to say. If it's incorrect, nothing is wrong. Okay, this is a safe space, you know what I'm saying? So say what y'all got to say. You. This is a judgment-free zone. So, yeah. Right. Um, what you were saying about W.E.B. Du Bois and like, um, his idea um, about how educated should lead and educated follow, I feel like both are obviously smart. One is just street smart and one is book smart. And I feel like when you put those two together it can be very very helpful because you have both ends of the stick right right so um yeah that's what i I'm asking. Okay. yes to go on that i agree so it's like i think you said something about if you aren't educated you don't have the position mm -hmm. to leave so like you said yeah it's like okay yeah y'all are educated but y'all have y'all books right so it's like I feel like it should be inclusive because you never know what somebody else can bring to the table. Right. So exactly. it's as simple as us. Like I'm sure we all have different majors. So it's like visual mm -hmm. arts, kinesiology, two different things. So we probably have two different mindsets. So yes, we probably have two different opinions, but you can get a lot of a lot out of that. Different perspectives. Like everybody exactly. has their own different mm -hmm. view on the world. And like we had done a Black History um program at my school and. The thing we came up with was seeing the world through African eyes. So this might not necessarily be your perspective. It was 2020 um, seeing the world through it because you know 2020. But yeah, this might not be your perspective, but like this is how we see it. We're just bringing to the table to like how we see things. And I was going to say something, but I forgot what it was. So yeah, I, I will. I will say too. Um, I like how uh, both of y'all brought up the idea. You know, everybody has different backgrounds, and we come together and. You know, we put our strengths, our we the things that we benefit, we put them on the table, and everybody kind of just eat from the table, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's this uh, TV show that I was watching on Netflix called The Startup. I don't know if y'all heard of that. Oh. So it's this TV show called Startup on Netflix. I would highly recommend y'all watch it. 
but basically in that in that show you know there was this business and there was like a startup business and there was you know some people who worked for the business who were very educated and they had a lot of tools that they received from from going to college like they had a degree or whatever mm -hmm. and there was this uh black guy he was he was kind of like a leader of of a gang and of his community and he didn't go to school like he he was the uneducated person in the conversation that we're having the discussion that we're having but in that show he actually was like one of the biggest pieces for that startup being becoming very successful so like you know the idea of him having his street smarts he was able to bring them street smarts in because you know when people go to school they tend to lose their street smarts. Mm. They, they, they tend to lose that common sense right. because they spent four years, four plus years, reading from a book, right. getting getting information word from word, word for word from a book. So they they don't know how to think for themselves. So when you have those people who didn't go to school and they was constantly having to think themselves growing up, you know that combination can become very powerful in in itself. I think that um, you know, that comes to the point where people say that experience is the best. I was about teacher. to say I that's was what about I, to say that's that. That's what I'm yeah. over here thinking. That's what experience is the best teacher. You yeah. hands on is the best way to learn something because you're engaging in the material. So you know, you went to school, you learned this, that, and the third, but I'm out here in these streets, I'm experiencing things. If I didn't, I might not go to school, but I'm experiencing how hard it is to get a job. What if I, I never got a chance to go to school because I've been locked up my whole life? You know, I've experienced what it's like to be in jail in the way that they treat black people in there. You know what I'm saying? Experience is literally the best teacher. I tell people this all the time. I love reading, I love education, but until you ex when you like, okay, let's say, let's say, let's say you got a friend, right? You know how, how girls be your boys, whatever you call it. And you know, you like, girl, I done heard about him. Like, he ain't nothing. He's sorry. Da 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 da. Next thing you know, this, this chick with him. And then, boom, few months later, weeks, days, whatever you want to call it, she crying. Boo hoo hoo. I should have listened to that. Mm -hmm. She had to experience it for herself. I'm about to cuss on here. <laughs> now, people say, you don't believe shit stink until you put your face in it. People yeah. got to experience stuff for themselves. They have to go through the trials and tribulations themselves. You can tell them all you want. Preach, preacher, all you want. But yeah. people got to learn for themselves. We all are on our own journey. And that's all I got to say. And uh, in the discussion, I would say something that we actually have said in a lot of the episodes. Knowledge is power. Right. And without power, you are you, you're useless. You know, knowledge is power. Like I'm, I'm dead serious. Right. Like that's just how it is. No, like if if you don't have knowledge on who you are, on on your self worth, if right. you can't see for yourself how much you're worth and what you're not not capital thinking of how much money you have, but just capital in how knowledgeable you are. If, if you can't, inside of you, right? yeah. If, if you can't really understand your your self worth, then What's the point of you? It's kind of sad to say, but like, what's the point of you being here, type of junk? Like, if you, and until you're able to really understand who you are as a person and what you can do to make a mark on this earth, then and that's the grown experience. Everybody comes to that on their own. Everybody's exactly. looking for this great, big, gigantic purpose, but we don't always have great, big, gigantic purposes. Like, yeah, that, that, that I know strangers back. impact my day all the time. Like, exactly. you held a door open for me. I could have been having that terrible day and you just saying hey you look beautiful today that maybe that was your purpose maybe that's why god put you here to help me 
So I was gonna say, one time I went over, um, I saw this quote or this video, and it was like people are always trying to find their purpose, like that one spark that makes them want to stay on this earth, right? Sometimes people are just as simple as how how a tree's purpose is just to be a tree, just right. to be there, just to exist and like be a tree. Right. Sometimes mm-hmm. as humans, we think that you literally have to be doing something right. to have value, to right. hold rank. You can just be a flower, bro. Just right. be you. Just be still. That's gonna touch somebody. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. Literally, literally. You, even if it's not directly, like, right. like you know, the idea of a flower, like, right. you know, you have a flower, and they create, they they create that nectar on the flower, and then a bee go and get that nectar and yeah. go all around the world, dropping nectar everywhere. So even though you didn't directly touch someone, right? That bee. Yeah, that's. That's was the medium right. that made you connect people? Have y'all ever uh, seen that movie Soul with Jamie Foxx? Yes, that's I like right. Yeah, I just wrote a whole movie response about this, about that great. I don't watch movie like six, seven times. Each time I take a different meaning from it, and I want to use this quote. We about to be out of time. I'm about to use this quote, right? So he was talking to um, one of the ladies, uh, Dorothea Williams. If you seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. She was a jazz musician or whatever, and she says. After they played their first set, he's like, yeah, what's next? Because he got up to this big break. She was like, you know, come back tomorrow. We're going to do it again. And uh, he just oh, seemed yeah. really sad about it. And she was like, what's wrong, Cheech? She was like, I just expected to feel something different. She was like, I'm going to tell you a little. I'm going to tell you a story. So a younger fish comes up to an older fish and says, hey, I'm looking for the ocean. Like, you know where the ocean is? Mm-hmm. And um, the big fish is like, what do you mean? Like, this is the ocean. You're in the ocean. And the younger fish says, no, this is just water. I'm looking for the ocean. <laughs> and then the scene closes out. And you left to, like, take whatever you want to take from that. But we're in the world, and we're looking for these great purposes and these sparks and a reason to live. But living is literally the reason to live. We be so focused on that one thing, that one passion, that we forget to live in the moment. Just be present. Your spark are the things that make you happy, that bring you joy, whether that's a sunny day, whether that's laying in your bed, watching your favorite show, whether that's chilling with your friends, chilling by yourself, like, yeah. Yeah. The tree's only job is to be a tree. Right. That's the only job. Facts. It's just people are always trying to find something bigger than them. Like, right. I get it that you want to, you know, just have this little spark, but it's right. like sometimes you just gotta take the limits. Like, take what you're I mean, given. Yeah. Take the cards you're yeah. given. Because you know? like, how I think about it is like I'm not in control, right? right. I'm just okay. a passenger. I'm just Thanks. a passenger. I'm just riding the train. I'm seeing. Well, I don't know where I'm going either. That's, I'm, I'm trying to see too. Like, what's next? What's going on? We here? all just out here trying to figure it out. Yeah. And we that's the problem with social media and things and all day. We always looking at other people. Like, that's why everybody's trying to find this one thing because social media and the, just the media, in, the media in general just highlights that. History in general highlights that. They never talk about the little man. They never talk about the smaller pieces to the puzzle. Yeah. And we're all a part of the smaller pieces to the big picture. Yeah, they only see the picture, not the pixel. Right. You know? Ooh, right. Okay, I like that. I'm, use I'm it. a poet. Yeah, period. We got all the poets in the room, period. You have anything else to say, Jai? Because we got one minute for the next film. Yeah, I'm going to say I, I definitely don't have anything else to say. Um, <laughs> the women took over. Yeah, it's... Girls in the world. Right. Y'all, 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 y'all said what y'all had to say, you know? Um, well. I, I will say the end is soft, you know. 
speaking about, you know, participating in your now, you know, you in life, you can't go back and change what happened yesterday. And you might not be here tomorrow to understand what what's going to happen then. But you always be remembered by what you did today. And mm, so that's, pre- that's something that I that I leave leave the audience off with. Um, but with that being said, to end this um, episode, remember here at the Black Cornerstone to always stay strong, stay black, and remember the cornerstone has always got your back. Until next time, peace. peace.